0: All right, Rob, let's get right into this. Last night, viewed as a big game, right? Touted. As, oh, the Lakers and the Suns. It's a measuring rematch. stick. It's yes. a measuring stick. And guess what? Somebody came up with three inches. I want you to know. Oh, oh here we go. Lillian.
1: <laughs> You're fine.
0: Hey, it was a rematch of the first round matchup last year, Rob. And hey. Some people could say Rob G probably been telling himself if AD didn't get hurt, it would have been a different story altogether. Lakers would have beaten the Suns. Well, last night they went at it. They got it on because they don't get along. And the Suns, uh, Rob, we talked about it. Stunningly, in the Staples Center, seven-point favorites. And that wasn't enough. Because they blasted the Lakers. Absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Tore them apart in the third quarter. It was close for a half, and that was about it. The final score, 118-90. to LeBron did his thing with 34 points, but other than that, it wasn't much for the Lakers to cheer about. So... After the game, LeBron was asked about assessing the Lakers. They're 32 games in. They're 16 and 16. They're the seventh seed in the West. And here's what he said.
1: You don't know. We have no idea what this team can be of. And when you have, you know, you know Trev, who who's his first, just his second game back, um, no K-none. I missed a, a bunch of games Now the 80s out, a bunch of guys in protocol or head coaches out. So how can we really fully assess what we have, you know, when we haven't been whole? I can't remember the last time, you know, we, you know, played the same song lineup, I had the same rotation coming off the bench. It's been a long time. So um, it's hard to assess that.
0: All right, Rob, your thoughts?
2: poppycock, boulder dash, nonsense, LeBron, stop it. Laker fans, stop it. Stop making excuses. Nobody's saying that you're fully whole or you should be leading the Western Conference with a win total. We get that. But but having shooting one for 18 in the second half from three, Chris, has nothing to do with that. Those are NBA players. Well, he wasn't asked that. No, I'm, I'm talking about, about last night. No, but I'm talking about trying to say that they can't tell what, what kind of team they have. Yes. This is the team that we thought. Older guys, injuries, uh, uh too top heavy, a lot of guys who you can't count in count can't count on night in, night out. Do you really need to be whole to lose to OKC twice in 2 weeks when they've won 6 games all year twice against you? You got Westbrook, you got LeBron, you have AD. Any combination of those two guys should have them winning more games than they have, Chris, and I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to give them an excuse that they can't ac- ass- assess this team and they have no idea. No, you, you are who we thought you were. We first guessed this, that Russ wouldn't fit, that the team was too top-heavy, that there was a chance we were going to have – injuries, AD hasn't been able to stay healthy his whole career except for the year in the bubble. LeBron's been hurt three of the last four years in L.A. Carmelo's old. One day he hits nine threes. The next day, the next game, he goes 0 for 9 from three. That's what happens when you're older. You're not, you can't do the same thing every night in and night out. That's why he's not starting. If he can make nine threes, he'd be in the starting lineup. So this whole notion that... This is the reason they've been awful. I'm not buying it. And the turnovers and the missed threes. The only reason. Think about this: the sun shot three for 22 in the first half, Chris. Three for from 22, three. Yeah. and led at the half by two points. How in the hell did they lead when they shot three for 22 from three? They led 52 to 54 to 52. So I, I don't want to hear it. Well,
0: look, you you know, we both first guessed that this, this was, as soon as we heard the rumors that yes. Russell Westbrook was coming to the Lakers or might be coming to the Lakers, we both, and we were, I mean, come on. Like I said, I, I've talked to a few people in the league that thought it might work, but the overwhelming majority of basketball observers, insiders, whatever you want to call them, were like, what? Like that, that, it's not a fit. You don't just go get talent without any regard for how it's gonna fit. So we're we're in sync there, Rob. You and I. That Russ wasn't a good fit, but it was a but it was a first. But guess, here's, right, a, yeah, exactly, yeah. It wasn't even a guess. It's just obvious he's not a fit. But what LeBron James said, Rob, in that quote that we just played, was right on the money. It was accurate. I mean, there's a difference between an excuse and an explanation. You know, if I got a broken leg and I'm laying up in my bed with a broken leg and a fever to boot and my wife comes home from work and is like, did you cook me dinner? I'm like, no, I got, I'm bedridden. I got a broken leg and I, and, and I, I got a fever Plus, I'm a man, and I don't cook. No, I'm just playing. What? (laughs) Lillian? But no, no, I got a broken leg, and I got a fever. No, I didn't cook. Now, is that an excuse, or is that an explanation? It's an explanation. And LeBron is right. The season has been so disjointed. He's missed the third of the season. AD is now out. Some of their players haven't played virtually at all. So all that's true. But here's the problem, Rob. It's not with what LeBron said. It's with the state of the Lakers. This is who they are. They gonna be disjointed. When you're old, to your point, that's what happens. We can't even count on LeBron. LeBron has missed 70 games, Rob, since he joined the Lakers three-plus seasons ago. Not even three and a half seasons ago. Three plus seasons ago. He's missed 70 games. Guess how many games LeBron missed in his first 15 years in the NBA? Uh, 60. 71. Yep. So he's, in three and a half years, he's missed the same amount of games he missed in 15. That's a, that's not a blip. That's a trend. Right. Anthony Davis, you said, never played more than 75 games. It only did that twice. Missed half of last season. In the offseason, we hear, oh, he's upset. He's going to work his tail off. He's coming back. He's going to bounce back year, and he's hurt again. Out for a month to six weeks, whatever it is up here. the one year Chrissy wasn't hurt was when they didn't play for four months, and they were in the bubble. That's the only year he wasn't hurt. Very, very true. And Westbrook is just Westbrook. All right, so, and like you said, even a lot of other players are old. This is who they, like, Rob, it's hard to fathom. The Lakers having like a two-and-a-half-month stretch before the playoffs where it's just smooth sailing, right? Everybody, LeBron's available, AD's available, Russ, and they just cook it and everything's smooth. I, it's hard to see that coming when you're old. And so that's where I'm I'm agree, in agreement with you is that that's the problem. The Lakers, this is going to be A mainstay for them. It's not like we're young, and so and so just had a fluke injury. Is anybody really surprised that AD is out for a month? Come on, no, you shouldn't be. Are you shocked that LeBron missed already has missed like twelve games? I mean, it's though it's age, just is what it is. So look, Rob, I do think I was asked on Undisputed this morning: Can the Lakers? Can you see them winning a playoff round? One round, and I said absolutely. What they got to do is not finish in the seventh or eighth seed and play <laughs> Golden State or Phoenix. And is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask you to outlast, outplay Ja Morant and a bunch of role players, Jokic and a bunch of role players? Because Jamal Murray's out, and you know uh, Michael Porter Junior's out. Too much to ask you to play, outplay Luka Doncic, who's hurt himself in and out. And a bunch of role players? No. I don't think you want to finish six either and face Utah. But, Rob, you don't tell me you don't think they could beat a Dallas, a Denver, uh, 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 a Memphis, a Portland, whoever they might face in the first round. As long as the Clippers, as long as it's not Golden State or the Suns.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Yesterday after the Rams' victory uh, over the Seahawks, Sean McVay was asked, he didn't bring it up himself, he was asked if Cooper Cup, his wide receiver, should be in the MVP race because... Cooper Cup is well on his way to winning the wide receiver triple crown, and Rob, you're big on triple crowns. You, you, you somehow are even going to give it to Vlad Guerrero Jr. the MVP. I wasn't the only one. If he had one. a triple crown, I wasn't the you, only one. Da, I don't care triple crown, quadruple crown. That's actually what what Shohei got the quadruple crown <laughs> for pitching and hitting. But anyway, uh, Cooper Cup lo- leads the NFL in catches. 122, 20 more than the second-place receiver. Leads it in yards, almost 300 more than the second-place receiver with 1,625. And touchdown receptions, 14, that's three more than the receiver in second place. He was asked, should he be the MVP? Here's what Sean McVay said. He has an idea of how well he's playing, but he is truly one of the most humble, special players I've ever been around. And he doesn't need all the accolades. I mean, I think it's great he gets his first Pro Bowl recognition. I don't know how he's not going to be a first-team All-Pro player. I think he's a legitimate candidate for a lot of awards, but he is about our team. You know, he's interested in leading the right way, making the plays that, uh, you know, that are instrumental and vital to the outcomes of really our team's success. Well, to McVeigh's credit, Rob, he didn't say yes. He didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and he didn't even use the term MVP. Right. Right. Think about that. He didn't even use that term. And I'll just say this. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around a receiver being the MVP. I mean, and even though I was looking at an article today, Rob, by Bucky Brooks. It was an old article. For NFL networks or wrong? NFL.com. <laughs> well, maybe, but it was his, his <laughs> objective point of view, right? But he was listing the most important positions in the sport. Obviously, quarterback was number one. Uh, rush, I think, pass rusher, no, the dis- designated tackle. left tackle was three. I think pass rusher was right. two. But receiver was five head of running back, and obviously it's more important than a running back at this, in this, this, in this, this day, day and this age, type right, of the football, way that they right. play the
2: game, right.
0: So it's an important position, but no receiver has ever won the award. And Rob, he, here's why I think I don't feel like you can have a receiver as the MVP or just, it's just hard to fathom. Because I think, look, every offensive position is dependent. Defensive positions, of course, somewhat dependent, but for the most part, you got to do your job, right? If I'm a cornerback, I got to be, I got to ball no matter what everybody else is doing. And, and you can't stop me from balling. If I'm a linebacker, so on and so forth, pass rusher. On offense, virtually all the positions are dependent, certainly the skill positions, including quarterback. But Rob, I would, I think I'd say wide receiver is the most dependent position in the sport. Well, well, I, 100%. And here's the problem with a wide
2: receiver being the MVP. He's not throwing himself the football. <laughs> so if he's a if, if his numbers are crazy, Chris, how about the guy throwing him the quarterback's ball? Quarterback's going to be crazy. So not only does he have good numbers with him, He's throwing the ball to the running backs right. out of the backfield. He's throwing to other receivers. Right. He has other touchdowns with other guys. It doesn't even make right. sense. It it, it just it, it can. Then you have to say Matthew Stafford's the MVP, Chris, right? If, if, right, because if he's Cooper not Cup. only
0: hitting Cup. He's hitting. He was hitting Woods. He's hitting Van Jefferson. Now he's hitting OBJ. Um, OBJ, right? So, no, so that's
2: why. Right. That's why it's hard for—and it doesn't mean that Cooper Cup's not having a great season. He's having a fantastic season. But, Chris, here's the other part that I'm going to push back on in this new NFL. When they when they tell me, well, it's the fourth most uh, TDs via uh, uh, wide receiver, those other guys on the list, they didn't throw the ball every down. Right. They didn't throw the ball with the regularity and the abundance that they throw the football now
0: nor rob i don't want to, before you go on nor did they have the favorable rules that you have today exactly the quarterback could get clocked the receiver could get clocked 100% and no
2: it, the, all the kid gloves are on chris right receivers know and so do the quarterbacks they take advantage of it uh and i and i don't think that you could look at that and and say to yourself Cooper Cup's the best player in the league, I, I, you're, or the MVP of the league, I, as as well as he's played, uh, which he has. But the numbers are inflated. We talk about it every day. Every time some middle of the road quarterback passes an NFL
0: icon quarterback, Chris, right? Oh yeah. We look at him. Yeah. Every no, day. I, yeah. Exactly. And There's we go. No, no way to compare. And it goes. Obviously, if it's happening to quarterbacks. It's, it's going to happen be the same with receiver, wide receivers,
2: right. exactly. So that's right. why the numbers are inflated.
0: They and, don't and look feel his real. numbers are great. I mean that that's this is not to belittle what We're he's not. doing because Rob, I just said it. I mean all these receivers today are playing in this age of you know just throwing the ball all over the place, and he's still way ahead of them in everything. But, so but he's even, having
2: a great year. Yeah, but even even like he's got three more touchdowns. I mean. Mm-hmm. Chris, is it, by the time the year's out, could it be that somebody has the same number as him or one oh, less yeah, or one yeah, more? Yeah. It ain't like, oh, my God, he's got 25 touchdowns and the next guy has nine. Like, right. like you know what I mean? Or nine Well, less. I think
0: what you're saying is if if you or maybe you're like, there's no way a receiver can ever be MVP. I, just, I, I, don't I think it. you're saying he would have to his numbers would have to be. Off the, the charts, right, off, like, off the charts where you're like, you got 10 more
2: touchdowns than the next receiver. Like, well, it would have to be so big of a gap, Chris, because to me, if, uh, Cooper, if, if uh, Cooper Cup has
0: one or two more touchdowns than the next guy, is that really like an MVP season? Yeah, I, when I think of a, well, first of all, when you think of the running backs who've won it, um, they've typically had seasons that were far and away the best at their position. Right. right? Uh, so there's that. And he, again, he's clearly having the best, you know, season at his position. Because it's not just the touchdowns, but it's the yards and it's no, the, it. you know, the receptions and all that. But, Rob, and this Cooper Cup is a all-around receiver. Sometimes he's in the slot. Sometimes he's not. Uh, he can go deep. You know he he's he's a great route runner, obviously. Um, you know he he does it all though. He's got I think the most long receptions, twenty plus yards of he's any. Gotta have the most in the league. Stafford yeah, Stafford throws to him a lot. Right. So I mean he's he's an all around receiver. But when I do fathom a receiver getting it, and I don't even know if I'd vote in this case for a receiver. But when I do fathom what I'd have to see from a receiver, Rob. To consider him as the MVP or close, I'm thinking of a Randy Moss. Like, I'm thinking of a dude who's got blazing speed and not just a Tyreek Hill, but blazing speed and height. Like, Randy Moss not only was the fastest dude on the field, Rob, but he was tall and he could jump. Like, he could make you change your whole defense. Chris or uh, a TO, Terrell, where he catches a right. slant. And take it seventy yards, Chris. A a nine-yard slant, take it seventy yards. I I always feel
2: that I was I was lucky in in covering the Lions every week for twenty years, basically. But during that time, when he was with the Vikings, so I got to see Randy Moss play twice live every year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he used to kill them, dude. Like it was. I used to just shake my head at his speed, at just like you said, his leaping ability, his hands. I, I just. He you was, could just throw it up there. Yes, they he, if it's it. in the vicinity, he's getting it. Dante Culpepper, once a game, Chris at least would just be like on a go. Tell him go pattern, just go and just throw it up. Like they could, yep. they would do that at yep. least once a game.
0: Dante Cole Pepper, Rob. People probably a lot of people might not even have heard it. He was right. looking like he was going to be a pro bowler the way he oh, was yeah. throwing the football. With Randy, to Randy Moss. Moss, they had some and Chris team, Carter. Man. Yep, yeah, some team, and, and so. And he may, maybe he was even a pro bowler with Moss, but you know, looked like he'd have a long, year, great he career. Yeah. Peppa, right. Yeah. He faded quick, but but that's what I'm talking. Like it would have to be a dude. Like I said, you like you said, one just a go route once a game. You throw it up, he's covered, and he's still coming down with it every time. Or a guy that's taking short routes and consistently, like every couple games taking it to the house right. from 60 like that that's what i because that would show rob we talked about it being dependent well once you catch it if you catch a 6 yard pattern and turn it into a 70 yard touchdown now that's not dependent you right. just did it you on just your made own. it or happen just, right right if you just go up and ga- grab the ball over two defenders cuz you outleap them then that's not dependent that's just you and so that's kind of what I'd probably have to see, Rob, from a, from a receiver, to really even put him seriously in the conversation.
2: Yeah, and I would like to go back and revisit it, but maybe we can check it out. But the year Randy Moss had with Tom Brady, I, I don't. Well, how many votes did he get for MVP? Uh, oh, I'm and sure they, he and, didn't get in. And right. he had an unbelievable year, Chris. Right? Oh, remember. it was fantastic. Uh, and and I'm just saying, now, if Randy Moss gets no votes or I don't know if he got any. I, Rob G., if you could look that up, it would be interesting just to see, you know, Chris, how many votes he got, if he got any There's votes.
0: There's no, I can't imagine. Yeah, Rob G., look there. Because, I, I, Rob, i think if he got Tom Brady had 50 touchdowns, so
2: it, uh,
0: I'm thinking Tom Brady got all the votes, right? Yeah, I'm guessing Brady. I mean, Brady's won three. That was probably one of that the had years be, yeah, he yeah, won that, it. That yeah. had to
2: be one. I mean, yeah. I, I I can't imagine who would have won the MVP that year. Right.
0: Right. But, so, um, yeah, it, it's a good discussion, though. And again, Cooper Cup's playing terrific. To answer your won.
1: question before we go to uh, the upcoming commercial, no, he did not get a single vote during See? that year. And what were his numbers, Rob G? Do you have them? Uh, I do not. But I can okay. tell you, though, that he got four votes uh, his rookie season when he exploded on the floor. MVP? Yes. That's
2: incredible. Wow. That's I how would, big of an impact he had, though. He was he right. Was that, I mean, from he day was, one,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Like, that dude, people don't know. <laughs> you see him, and he's doing well. He's he's you know a really was I another him on guy. one. I, I, but people I covered know. his
2: first I'll game, Chris real. Anquan Bolden, and he played the Lions. And in the very first game of the year, can you believe this? Charles Rogers from Michigan State, you remember the receiver, yep. Charles yep. Rogers, yep. and Anquan Bolden, they was both their debuts in the NFL. And they both, you know, had like two or three touchdowns and over 200 yards receiving, both of them, in their very first game. And look at the difference of the two careers—amazing. Right. But both of them, right.
0: and and Charles has passed. I mean, that just which is mind-boggling. Right. And Rob Moss, his rookie year, has 17 touchdowns. Cup's got 14, and he averaged 19 yards a catch right cups averaging 13 yards a catch. Do you see what I'm and saying? And the year like, the year with Brady in 07, Moss had 23 touchdowns. That's what I like, he got no votes, Chris. Right. No right. Votes. That's what And I nobody thought was. even thought twice about it. Like it, it, it wasn't even like, wow, Moss didn't get even. it was no. No. They all went to Brady. Yep. Brady Brady won it that year, Rob G? He had to be the MVP that yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, guys, it not Rob probably don't even care. That was the first year I ever started thinking Tom Brady might be the GOAT. I don't care. Can we go to commercial? I don't care. <laughs> but seriously, I was, you know, he had, and you like to poo-poo around. It's just a fact. He never had great receivers before that. And he was winning Super Bowls and he was doing this. And I looked at it like, Wow. Like, you give this dude a stud receiver, and he's breaking records. Okay, don't we have to go? I mean, come on. Let's go.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Kevin Durant. Let's go to the NBA. We started with the NBA with LeBron. And uh, we're going to finish this hour and start this hour with the NBA as well. Kevin Durant. There's a story, and this this was in USA Today. So there's an eighth-grade kid uh, named Jaden Moore who, from Minnesota, there is a video of him making a move in a game as a sixth-grader. Now, he's an eighth-grader now, but right. the video just came out recently. And he's doing a move, which is actually a really nice Move except it's a carry, it's a travel. Like, okay, I don't even know, he goes behind it, but, but it actually is a, it's not a bad move. He does it in the game and he shoots a jumper, like a three pointer, after the move and misses. And it, it began, I guess, kind of going viral. None other than Kevin Durant retweeted it, but wrote this blank blanking. I don't know, this blank stinks or this blanking stinks. You you can fill in the blank. But this expletive stinks. And it went viral. Not only the video, but Durant's reaction. And the kid, when he heard, him and his teammates heard that Kevin Durant had commented on his video, they were hyped. Like, they thought... According to this story, that you know, it's great, right? Kevin Durant responded, Oh my God. Kevin gosh. Durant got your right, got your right. right. You got his attention, right. And then they found out that he dissed the young kid. And uh, the kid, to his credit, and I think his parents had a lot to do with it, at least according to this story. His parents talked to him, like his mom said, she wanted to tweet out, Why is Katie being so mean? It's the week of Christmas, you know. Um, and and other you know other a couple other nba players they weighed in as well rob isaiah thomas who just signed with the lakers right he he said horrible basketball three exclamation points shaking my head smh austin day who won a championship with the spurs in 2014 said this is just bad hoops period it's a little sixth grader. My goodness! And no, that—that—that's
2: that, right. shocking by those guys. Seriously. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I just it,
0: and the dad. Let me. the dad talk to his son and the mom obviously talked to his son and Rob? What they did and they showed more maturity than Durant and the rest of these kids because when Durant saw it was going like it was going viral, somebody tweeted at Durant, "He's just the kid champ." Like, you know, not disrespectful to Durant. He's just a kid, comma, champ. Durant tweets back at him, it's about habits, man. <laughs>
2: nah, stop it. So, You're not his
0: coach. Right. You don't so have the, to do all that. I'm sorry. I ahead, agree. So, so the dad, what they finally did is they took the high road. Like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Right. So the parents and the kid, they tweeted back at KD and the kid said, thanks for the constructive criticism. I've grown from my sixth grade year. Maybe we can work on some stuff together. All love. Hopefully I can get to where you at one day. So, what do you think, Rob? Right. He
2: sounded like the, the whoever wrote that to help him put that together. That was the more mature. Uh, I, the sixth I, grader I, was more, the eighth grader was more of an adult. Mature. Than, than it these just, it's just, it's just. There's nothing wrong, Chris. I get it. You want If you're at a basketball camp and KD is coaching and he says, son, that's not the way to do it. Right, right. Do you, I, I'm with Absolutely. him.
0: Absolutely. I'm
2: with him. But it's just a – It's a. It's Even a, it's if he's
0: harsher with it, like he's coaching you. Right. Hey, 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 we don't do that here. We that's don't do that. Basketball. That's not like, that's good right. basketball. Right.
2: right. I buy that. But to just comment on some kid who sent you – some video and then to to be down on him or belittle him, I just think that something's. I I I I don't feel comfortable with that. I think that's it would be like Chris, somebody reaching out to us, and he's in the eighth grade or sixth grade, and he wrote a sports story column and he sent it to me, and I'm like, what is this? Like, wh- what kind of lead is this? Like, dude, this is like, horrible. This is horrible. This, like, and you you use expletives too. Exactly. Like like. Who would do that? Uh, It would be like, man. Okay, you want to be a sports writer or whatever. You need to work on your lead a little bit. But I love that. I loved your enthusiasm for it. That you want to be a writer. And I was just like you when I was in sixth grade, and I wanted to be a writer. Yep. And and I went to college, and and I worked at the high school newspaper, and I learned, and I got better.
0: Yep. That that that's all. That that's That's a great analogy, right? Right. That is a great analogy. I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, look, the po- potentially trying to give Kevin Durant the benefit of the doubt, and this still doesn't make it right, but trying to understand maybe what he was thinking. Maybe, you know, when you get criticized so much on social media, and obviously he gets a lot of praise too, but, you know, any, any – I mean, LeBron, Steph, anybody in the public eye, especially one of these guys – gets a lot of love and a lot of hate and he is, and he's on it all the time right so maybe when you get so much criticism you become jaded and you just think it's fair game on everybody and we if I want to take a shot I'm taking a shot and I'm you know everybody's fair game maybe no nah. but I'm saying bottom line man look this is a kid. And just like you said it, Rob, just like it would be horrible for you or I to do that to a kid who wants to be a sports writer or a broadcaster. This is terrible. They're terrible. There's absolutely no excuse. Like you're Kevin Durant and the other two you're NBA players. Do you know, I mean, it seems like the kid, I don't know if he's just putting on a brave face, Rob, but can you imagine what that I mean, if I was a kid and Dr. J like dissed me, I would be heartbroken. Definitely. Come on, man. What are you thinking?
2: It's ridiculous. I don't, I, I, I don't get it either. I just, I'm with you. I, I just think there's a time and a place for for everything. Um, I remember, Chris, this is another one for me when I was in high school, and there was a uh a uh, sportscaster in New York. His name was Warner Wolf, and he worked for uh, CBS yeah. Channel yeah. 2. You know you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a very popular sportscaster. He had a football show that came on, Chris, every Tuesday night, I think. And I got on one of his shows. And I think I've shown you the clip before, and I got, I'm 16 years old, and I asked Phil Simms a question. Phil Simms was like a rookie quarterback for the Giants that year. It's a great clip. I need to put it on social media again. I think for, I seen was going to
0: say, I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And my point is, so I had, so Phil Sims threw five touchdowns in that game. So my question was, I'm 16, right? I, right. I, you get to ask a question, Chris. I, I don't want to, like, freak out and, like, go blank, and I don't know what to right. ask or whatever. So I said, Phil, do you think you could throw five touchdowns every week? Now, that's not a great question, right? <laughs> that's right, not a great, right. not a great right. question. Like, Not a pro would not right, say right right, right, right. Right, but I'm not, I didn't freeze up. I didn't right. stumble over my words, whatever. And Warner Wolf, he didn't go, that's a terrible question, kid. Right. What, what was that? He says, Do you think you could get straight A's every week? And he laughed, right? <laughs> and they, that was his response to it. Right, right. So again, right. He didn't belittle me for asking a question that right. I would never ask today or once I have learned the skill, but right. I was trying to ask a question and not be nervous being on live television.
0: Right. And But that he handled – you're right. He showed how to handle it. And KD could have tweeted something like, you know, hey, young young guy or hey, young, young brother, like, you know, that's a travel. You know, you can do better than that or something right. like that. You know, you right. could have – let it be clear that it wasn't a good move, or here, but one, done Chris. it in a way that was constructive. If if you want to get
2: here and play in the NBA with me, you are going to have to refine that move because that that's a
0: travel in this league. Right now. there, you Bingo. go. There you go. And here is and and I'll throw this out there as well, Rob, because KD said it's about habits, man. Okay, you you criticizing random people for you know their bad moves and all that. How often did you do that with Russell Westbrook when he was your teammate, making a bad decision? I mean, right. I'm just a did. You, did you do that? I doubt it. Seriously, you know, I, I, mean, we didn't see the fruit of it. That's for sure. You know, do you do that with with Kyrie when he goes one on one?
2: Right, right.
0: You know, it's I'm just... just saying. Like, come on, man. Like, if you you gonna criticize a little eighth grader, keep it real. And Rob, to your point, I. I got my first summer internship in sports writing. Right. I hadn't done much sports writing at all. And I got this internship in Cleveland. And um they sent me out. I had never seen a Radio Shack laptop computer. Remember, right. those? you never done right. Never Chris, How seen would you know? Right. You had a typewriter before that. You didn't Man. even know what that was. You could see eight lines of print on it, right? They sent me out to do a story. I did a terrible job. Right. And I went in the next day. The assistant sports editor tore me a new one. Right. He said, this is Went terrible. Went off on right. me. Yelling people. And the, the door was closed, but like people in the, the newsroom could hear it, yelling, all that stuff. I had to man up. And I had to say, okay, am I going to crumble under this? Or right. am I going to man gonna up better. and do, get better? But here's the thing. I was 20 years old. Right. I was a man. I was in college. Like, you got to deal with that. And that's a lesson for some of these. Because I think sometimes this, this generation, Rob, they think everything's supposed to be all nice and peachy. It, and easy. It doesn't no, work it, like no. that. The real world, you got to be able to. You. In fact, to be honest, Rob, I think we actually need adversity at times. Chris,
2: 100%. Your story resonates with me. My first covering, I covered the uh, kickoff classic. You remember the old first college football game of the year used to be played at the Meadowlands, the kickoff classic. Yep. I had never done, Chris, a running story. For people who don't know, you got to write the story as the game is going on. Right. And and you send it in first without as quotes as soon as the so game's over. As soon as the yep. game is over, and sometimes you have to write like it soon, like not, as, right. not ten minutes later, not ten as minutes later, like, as, 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 as soon over. as the game ends. Right. And you got to write like switch leads, which would be yep. uh, Rutgers winning and Rutgers losing, and you got to send them in before the game is over. Okay. Right. right. So I can still remember my first game doing this, and the guy from the desk calls it. I mean, calls me at the Meadowlands, and he, Chris. And he just, at the top of his lungs, Parker, get that copy in now. (laughs) Bam! And slam the phone down. I'm I'm 22, Chris. I'm like, what? Right, right. Right.
0: That's the last time you had to tell me that, though. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's life. And for you, young. look, everything is not going to be, you're going to be offended at times. Yep. That's just, offense is a part of life. I get offended sometimes. Rob, everybody is offended. Everything, you know, so that's a part of life. But we were grown men. This is an eighth grader. Right. And the move, the video was he was a sixth grader. So I just, you know, I hope KD reaches back out to him in in a better way. Because that's just, man, you Kevin Durant. You want the best to ever do it. And this kid, hopefully he's all right. No, But that I would think... be dev- crushing eight eight seven seven ninety nine on fox Rob G
2: didn't have an issue with the C- Rob G jump in real quick and then we wanna hear from uh the listeners uh, to see if they agree with you or they agree with me and chris Rob G
1: yeah, no issue at all with it um Kevin Durant you just mean no, you just a mean old a Kevin Durant and LeBron God. James and a few other guys have been very vocal on social media for years about Has
0: LeBron ever criticized a kid? I don't know. A I mean I've seen grader? him respond
1: in comments to saying what are we teaching people with the, with some of these uh okay, but trainers and stuff different. like that. And and uh, I think Kevin Durant wasn't just talking about the move itself. I think he also had an issue with the fact that it was published by Overtime, which has over a million followers, that says, I don't care, this move is tough. So it to your point, like you guys are saying about when you were younger and if you were publishing something and and, and, right. a, and a Rob Parker says, Oh, that's trash, little kid. Why would you put that out? That this is the equivalent of a sixth grade kid putting out a, a podcast and he's saying F LeBron James, he sucks, I don't care, he's trash. And Fox Sports Radio saying, I don't care, this kid's got a, a good opinion or whatever.
0: Hold on, is that what the kid, what, no, but what, I'm how is that the equivalent?
1: Because what he's
0: doing. Did the kid put it out there the, and say, the, yo, the, I'm better than Kevin Durant? No, right.
1: wh- what it is, cause they're not saying he's better than Chris Prichard or Rob Parker. What he's saying is, why are we glorifying something that should not be glorified? Well, this say, that. say that. Say that. different. This but you think exactly trash. what he said. Right. He no, said, right. "No, this he He said, "This blanking state." And then he said, "It's about habits." So why are we glorifying bad habits? Please, there's no. I'm shocked. Unbelievable. And you know what? If I'm, you were to read the 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 tweets that quote tweeted that video, you have guys like Eddie Johnson who's been on this show. You have several other uh, basketball that this is terrible. Why are you sharing this? This is a travel yeah. and a double dribble. Oh, Unbelievable. You got guys in the NBA doing that. I'm just Seriously. telling you. That this, I mean, am that, I that, wrong, Rob? That there is, Ro- that 99- you got guys
0: in the NBA making stupid plays night in, night out. Do they criticize them or No. They get mad
2: when we call them out 90% of on these it. quote tweets are negative. And, and Rob G., uh, Child Protective Services is online. <laughs> right, to you. right. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was nice
0: having you as our producer. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>